Welcome to the Think Like a Champion podcast, the podcast where we reveal the mental strategies of elite performers so you can apply them to your own life and raise your game. I'm your host, Harry Wilson, and on this episode of Think Like a Champion, I'm joined by two-time Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, three-time All-Pro, and part of the All-Decade team of the 2010s, Vaughn Miller. In today's episode, we're going to talk about managing your emotions in high-stakes situations. We are excited to share with you all some practical advice on how to master your emotions while performing at your highest level. Vaughn, you've given my brother some hard times in the field over the years, but we're glad to have you on the Think Like a Champion podcast. Our goal is to break down the mindset of elite performers and give our listeners some practical takeaways to bring home and apply to their everyday. So Vaughn, listen, football is a game where emotions can run from the highest of the highs to the lowest of lows. Um, You talked in the past about identifying your emotions and instead of running away from them, really just figuring out like what what it is, why it's happening, um, you know, what moments those tend to show up in. How has that helped you in your performance on the field? Um, It's helped me because uh, it's it's just natural um, to feel emotion. It's it's okay to feel, you know, unsure before, you know, one of the biggest games of your life or, or one of the biggest moments of your life. You just have to, you know, accept that, process that. Um, really try to figure out what, why are you feeling this? Are you feeling this way because you didn't put in all the work that you could possibly do, or are you just feeling this way just because it's the Super Bowl? And that last one is is uh, is really the one you want. You process that, you um, you you deal with whatever it is, and you just go out there and play. I, I told all the guys on on the team, I was like, hey, you know, it's okay to be nervous, but what we're not gonna do is blink. We're not gonna blink. We're, we're not gonna flinch. We, we're gonna go out there. We're gonna stand up with our with our head up high. And we're going to play the game. We're going to put our best foot forward and whatever happens, happens. But we're not about to be nervous about it. And we're not about to blink or flinch. Yeah. And, and, and it really, it seems like the modern athlete, whether it be athlete on the field or even corporate athlete, is somebody like myself who's running a business and sales, whatever it might be. It's, it's like increasingly important for us to really learn how to identify these emotions. Why do you think that, that now is something that's really important and people should really have a game plan for this? And all of these uh, elite situations, you know, you're you're presented with the same type of thing. It doesn't matter if it's a Super Bowl or if it's you, you're trying to close a deal in the, in the business room. So it's it's um, the first step is identifying why you feel like this and um, what. How do I get my? How do I process this? And how do I move forward so I can be successful? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I heard you mention in the past that um, that Kobe Bryant's Mamba mentality book. Um, had a significant impact on on you. Um, I'm, I'm just curious, what kind of changes do you kind of recall making or being inspired by, you know, based on Kobe's Mamba mentality? You know, reading the Mamba mentality, it, um, it was, it, it helped me tremendously. I felt like that I wasn't doing everything that I possibly could do to be successful. I felt like I wasn't committing. Yeah, I was going to work and I was working out and I was watching film and I was all I was doing all the things I needed to be sex, successful. But was I doing all the things that I possibly could do to take advantage of my short moment in time to be the, to be the best that ever done it? You know, I, I you're not out here. You're not out here just to uh you know, just to go out there and try or to go out here and you know, um get a couple of sacks. You know, my mindset has always been I want to be the best to ever done it and to see Kobe speak and and those type of terms, it uh, he kind of did it for me. He committed everything in his whole entire life. It wasn't a uh, nine to five job. It was it was twenty four seven. It was all about putting his best foot forward and what it takes to, 
you know, to do that. And um, reading up on some of the things that he did, reading up on some of the ways he motivated his teammates, um, it kind of it kind of pushed me to say, hey, man, I, you know, I'm not doing all I can do. But the good thing that, the good thing about this is I can change and I still have time to be the best player I could possibly be, to motivate my teammates in the right ways, to uh, push guys over the top. Because even though it's the pros, you still got to be able to motivate these guys. Everybody's good. You know, it's everybody has talent. It's, it's who is mentally sharp enough on this day, especially in football. Yeah, it's like the like the consistency of success, right? The sustaining of success is so critical. And some of those, some of those things, that's like the difference between good and great, you know, like a really nice career and a hall of fame career, right? I want to talk a little bit about sustained success. So when you won your first Super Bowl, you, you know, you performed at your you know highest level MVP of that Super Bowl. Um, can you describe, you know, cause I, I've been to Super Bowl, two of them, you know, Russ won one, lost one epically, right? But like, just as an observer, as a brother, you know, somebody who's like, I feel like I'm on the field, right? But I'm not. I remember the feeling just watching Russell win, watching that that loss. How did how does that feel for you as as the actual performer on the field to to like take home the trophy, hold it up with your peers? Well, the two wins that I had um, going into those games, they felt exactly the same. I did not feel nervous in either of those games, and I just think you know having two weeks building up to the biggest game of your life is is um, you really get you really get the time to tap in to what you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to play on this given day. And, um, you know, for me, I committed everything, you know, I, especially when the playoffs come, you know, around. of course, you know, the season is long. You got 18 games, you know, it's, and another thing for me, what makes football so special is you're not just playing for yourself. You're playing for other people. You know, the first game I was playing for Peyton Manning, Wade Phillips, DeMarcus Ware, trying to get all these guys a Super Bowl. Um, it, it wasn't about me. I wasn't thinking, oh, I want to go in here with a Super Bowl. I, I wouldn't even think, you know, defensive guys could go out there and get, you know, uh, MVP. I was just thinking about playing the best of my ability, taking advantage of this this opportunity. I know it's so hard to get to the Super Bowl. Not 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 always does the, the best team go to the Super Bowl. There's so many things involved. It's, 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 luck, it's luck involved in going to the Super Bowl. I can just say that right now. It's luck. You think about Russ and uh, versus the Patriots uh, going down to the very last play, bro. It's, it's just so many different things that, that um that go into winning a Super Bowl. So whenever I get to the Super Bowl, whenever we get there, it's like, bro, I'm I'm eliminating all distractions. I'm only I'm only focusing on what the bare minimum or what I need to be successful. I'm spending more time getting ready for the game than I do playing the game. You know, this is eight eight to nine hours every day. Wake up, breakfast, uh lunch, eating the right meals, taking the right supplements, sleep. Working with the the chiropractor, trying to get his ankle back right, trying to, you know, mentally uh, figure out what plays my matchup. Going into it, it was just like this. Uh, it was like I had already wrote the script, but I already put in the work, and I'm just going out here, and I'm just and I'm just playing a game, and that's a that is a great place to be in. And but both wins, I felt the same. Both wins, I felt like I'm not nervous at all. I don't care who I'm going against. I'm gonna do everything I possibly can to win the Super Bowl, and I'm not depending on anybody else. Uh, I go out here and win the Super Bowl myself if I have to. That was just the mindset that 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 I had, and um, you know, playing the Super Bowls is definitely addictive. And hopefully, we you will get another chance at it this year. Yeah, well, you know, I think one thing that kind of resonates with me when watching you play, and it and and it's kind of showing up in your in your response there is all the preparation you put into it. You know, off on the field for the weeks prior, the off season, this time of year, for example, it allows you in those big moments to just play with joy. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Just play with joy and gratitude. And then, and then your just natural abilities and also all the things you've worked at show up. Right. And, um, I actually wanted to kind of talk about pressure as it relates to sustained success, because a lot of people, you know, the average person thinks that once I've won, right. The pressure will be lower or reduced. Right. Now I finally got the, the monkey off my back. Right. I won the championship. I won the big deal, wh- whatever it is. Was that true for you when you have, when you won your first Super Bowl, or did that bring more pressure to maintain that level of peak performance? I think uh, you know winning is addictive, especially winning at the highest level is addictive. And then whenever you want to win again, it's more pressure on top of that. Um, and then you go win two Super Bowls. It's like I want to win a third one. I want to do as much as I possibly can and get and, and to get to another Super Bowl and win a third one. So it's pressure. Pressure is always there. Um, I think uh, you know Trev and uh, Coach Coach Smart with the. Uh, Georgia Bulldogs, they always say, you know, pressure is a privilege. You know, to feel pressure is to, is to feel alive. You know, at the same time, you want peace. I want to feel the pressure. Pressure is always going to be there. But I, I also have peace knowing that I'm I'm doing everything that I possibly can. Like, truly, honestly, like, I'm at peace with myself knowing that I did everything that I possibly could. You know, instead of going out, I'm, I'm going to sleep. Instead of eating that, that bag of candy, you know, I, I, I chill and I, you know, I work on my ankle. You know, you do all of these you have all of these little battles before you even get to, you know, the game. You have all these little battles and you just want to win every single one. So when you get there, you can be at peace with the pressure that you're feeling. You you can be at peace knowing like, bro, I've done everything I possibly could do. Now I'm just going out here. To, I'm going out here to play. So if, if win or loss, bro, like, that just comes down to, to the luck of the game. You know, we talked about consistency earlier. And I think as humans, that's just, bro, that's just what we deal with, just being consistent like we're not robots and that's what makes us special and that's that's what flaws us as well is um you can do the same thing for 365 days like just hit it hard and then that that one day you wake up like you're like oh you know like today's not the day maybe i'm gonna take a step back and you know out of 365 days that's the one day that one day is what's gonna take you to the next level right there you can have all these great workouts but that one day where you deal with consistency and you push through it that's what that's what creates the habit. That's what makes it sustainable. Because you know what, whatever is presented, you're going to be able to push through. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yeah, you know, I think the the that the one common thing that we can all share is that we're, we all find ourselves in these kind of our own versions of these high stake moments, right? Super Bowl to a big sales presentation, uh, proposing to your fiance, whatever, right? These high, these high stake moments that, you know, make your heart beat faster and make the pressure feel, feel, feel higher. Like, is there, if you had to give these li- listeners who are much like myself, you know, um, maybe a corp- part of a corporate audience, maybe just a weekend warrior trying to, you know, run a faster Ironman, whatever it might be, like maybe just one mental strategy, one mental exercise that works for you. Stay in the prison. Stay in the prison. And you say, well, how do I do that? Like, it's easier said than done. If you just breathe, I know it sounds simple, um, but if you just... If you just breathe, like I'm putting, I'm putting the mental focus on me breathing. So I'm staying in the present of the moment right now. And 
as it happens, I just take it one, I slow it down and I take it one second at a time. So if it's fourth down and, um, you know, this is the, this is me versus the Bengals and, you know, we need to stop to get off the field and win the game. Like you don't want to go in there hyperventilating. You don't want to go in there thinking about the play before. You just want to breathe. Take a couple of deep breaths, breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. Um, keep yourself in the present and just, and just do it. Right? However it comes, I'm going to take it one play at a time. I'm not fast forwarding. I'm not rewinding. I'm staying in the present. And if you, if you put in all the work, if you prepared yourself, if you do everything that you could possibly do for that moment, it'll show. Yeah, man, that, that breath work really is critical. It's kind of a form of meditation. It is. And it really slows down the velocity of you know the moment, right? It's not necessarily the game. The game's still fast, right? It's how it's your kind of inner response to it. It's funny. I, I have a nine-year-old daughter named Gracie who is fourth grade, and she has some she had like a series of tests this week. And I and I told her, like, you know, we're talking about focus. And she's like, How do I focus? And I, I literally told her the same thing. I said, Hey, listen, if you find yourself kind of meandering as you're taking this test, like take three or four deep breaths, look at the page, right? Um, and just reset, right? And just reset. Take a few breaths, reset. And so I don't care if you're nine years old. Yeah, it works. 39 years old, right? <laughs> it's 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 really critical, man. It's yeah, the human mind is crazy. I don't want to be thinking, I don't want to be in these high pressure moments thinking about what's going to happen after, you know, or being in these high pressure moments thinking about what happened before. I just want to put in it. I just want to stay in this moment and do everything I possibly can do in this moment and then move on to the next one. Yeah. And 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 I wanted to ask you about, you know, we talked about a little about a lot about individual kind of mental strategies and, and mindset. You've you've been on two Super Bowl winning teams. You've been on a lot of successful teams that maybe haven't won the Super Bowl. Um, what have you seen or experienced that's really consistent, you know, consistent qualities of these championship winning teams and these teams that, that, that some of the best teams you've been on? Well, I mean, you got to have a great defense. Um, you got to have a great quarterback. Um, you got to have a great coaching staff. You got all of those things. Now it just and now it just comes to the individual players. Um, and if you're on a Super Bowl team, you're gonna have you're gonna have great players all over the place. Okay, now how, what separates good players? It's a mental aspect, you know. And everybody say who wants it more? Is of course both teams want it more. It's okay. I'm gonna th- I'm gonna punch you. You punch me back. I'm gonna punch you. You punch me back. Whoever flinches, like that's the that's the that's where the leverage shifts. And once you get the leverage, you try your hardest to keep the leverage. You might, you know, give something back. Then you go you go back to slugging it out back and forth, and you get the leverage back again. And you want to hold on to it. It's a luck factor involved. It's a, uh, of course, you know, guys, we put in a lot of hard work and say I, I eliminate luck. But honestly, bro, you could do everything that you could possibly do. Football has so many different moving parts. You guys, you got so many different moving parts. It's a, it's just a, it's just a factor of. Uh, of just good fortune that happens as well. Coach McVay is probably one of the best coaches that I've ever been around offensively. And, you know, he'll sit here and tell you, he don't have, he don't have the best play all the time. You know, he call a player sometimes, you know, the players bail him out. You know, it's just, it's just how it is. You just find a way to just wheel yourself through these high pressure moments to get the dub. Yeah, no doubt. And I think one thing that's interesting about teams um, and that I get, I get asked this question a lot is somebody who's really motivated, somebody who's really locked in mentally um, have it trying to figure out how do I pull others along with me, right? Like, cause not everybody's always equally yoked. Not everybody's kind of, you know, like fully committed. So how do you handle or approach folks on your team that, that are, that you're, that are required to help you go to get to where you're trying to go? How do you get them to, to kind of come up to your level of motivation and the kind of mental, you know, mental flexibility? 
for me, I just I feel like you just have to have that ability to relate to the guys. Um, you know, in a locker room, you got so many different people. You know, you got to be able to relate to the kickers, the quarterbacks, the you know the wide receivers. And um, this is just something that I I, I could toot my horn to. Um, I'm just a team guy. Like I've been playing football since. Um, I was in the in the fifth grade. It's football and, and teamwork and being on a team has been, you know, my life. You know, I do a lot of things well. You know, I rush the passer. You know, I'm, I'm a great dad. You know, I feel like I'm a I'm a comedian. You know, you're supposed to laugh at that, but it's you know, I, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm comedian sometimes. But out of all these things, like I feel like I'm a team guy above all of these things. So I feel like whenever it's time to pull a guy to to the side and talk to him, like I feel like I can do that because I know this guy. I know his kids. I know his family. I put in the time to build up the trust between me and him to know that if I'm talking to you about some stuff, it, it's, it's coming out of pure love for you to be successful. And if you're successful, I'm successful. That's the thing about football is it could be the offensive guard that nobody ever talks about that saves us on the, the big run that, that we pop it through to, to win the game. You know, and I, and I take the time and I, and I really pour myself into all of these guys on the football team to to really build up that trust to whenever it's game time, like I can I can go to them and I can ask them for more out of themselves um, because I'm giving more. Yeah. I mean, I think as far as like galvanizing people around you, I think you hit on it, like that trust, that relationship factor. You know, what I always tell people is like, usually there's two things happening, either a can't or a won't, right? And if it's a can't, that's a, that's a different discussion, like an ability to, right? But if it's a won't, that's a decision somebody's making. And a lot of times as the leader, you know, the, if you haven't built that relationship, you know, that's going to really be a kind of part of the part of the outcome. Right. Like so it's really about building that relationship that 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 trust that way you can you have the license to to like, you know, dictate, you know, a, a certain type of up leveling of, you know, of somebody's effort. So it's just really you have to earn that. Right. It's not going to happen overnight. So no, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm, I wanted I'm doing it now. I'm, you know, I was with the Denver Broncos for 11 years and now you come to a new team with new people that don't. You know, that don't know you. You got to go in there. You got to, you know, you got to sweat. You got to bleed with these guys. You got to really build their trust up to a level where you can, hey, you can reach out and ask for more or they can reach out to you and ask for more. And that's what that's what uh, that's what the brotherhood of football is is really all about. Yeah. Obviously, there was a little gap between your two Super Bowls. Right. And in between those times, life happens off the field, on the field, injuries, setbacks, um, you know, just, you know, just life. Right. How do you manage those emotions of kind of the ups and downs that, you know, are there tools that those that are listening can also gather from those that they can leverage for themselves? For me, I always think about my why. I always think about my why. Um, why am I doing this? You know, it's like life is everybody says life is short. Yeah, like, yeah, it is. Football, football life is even shorter. Right. Yeah. I, I ask myself, you know, like, why? You know, and and then I break that why into two different things is what is what is my purpose and what is my intent? You know, why am I waking up every morning and feeling tired and going up like like why? And I address that. I address that with myself. You know, even now I think about like, you know, being, you know, 12 years in, like, you know, going to a, a you know, a third team after you know getting a new contract. And you got, you know, you looking at, you know, I, bro, I got everything I could possibly want. Like, why? Am I still working out every single day like I'm uh, year two in the NFL? Why am I still doing college workouts? Why am I doing all of this stuff? It's because, you know, I'm, I'm not content. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just at the beginning of this podcast, we talked about winning creates this addiction. 
you know, you win once, you win twice. I'm thinking like, bro, I don't want to ever lose again. <laughs> you know, I don't want to ever lose again. Well, how do I, how do I get there? It's just the way my, my brain is set. Well, this guy has two Super Bowls. I, I want to go get three Super Bowls. I want to go get three Super Bowls on three different teams. Yeah, I got another contract, but I want to get more sacks. I want to separate myself um, statistically from the guy before me, or I want to catch up to the guy that's in front of me. You know, when it's all said and done, what are people going to say about me? You know, what is my what is my son going to say about me? You know, what are my teammates, what are my coaches going to say about me? And no, you can't always, you know, uh, think about like what people are going to say, what people are going to do. But the people that really matter to me, you know, their opinions matter to me. And that's why I go out there and I, and I, and I do the things that I do. I want to take this this very short period of time that I have, you know, playing football and make the, the most out of it. You know, God has blessed me, you know, to be able to, to play this uh, this game that that I that I grew up dreaming about, you know. Um, and it was times that I sat on the edge of the bed on my knees and begged and pleaded, like, God, please, just, you know, let me go out here and play well tomorrow. God, just let me get a, a scholarship or please, Lord, like, let me get drafted. And let, I want to put in all – you have all these talks with, with God. And once you have success – you can't like forget that. You can't forget all of those times you were on your knees, you know, begging and pleading for this to happen. And you know, I, I definitely, I definitely haven't forgotten. I always keep my purpose and my intent first, especially when I'm when I'm having uh, consistency issues. I think about why am I doing this? What what am I trying to do next? What am I trying to accomplish? And it always centers me, and uh, it, it puts me at peace to go out there and uh, do the best I can. Yeah, you know, um, you talk a little about reflection, and as you know, as we kind of get to closing here. I, one thing I wanted to talk about a little bit is this common thread that that you, Russell, and myself have in one of our best friends, co-founder, uh, mindset coach, um, you know, advocate. You could come up with a lot of different terminology for our guy, Trevor Moad, um, who I know you knew really well, had a great relationship with. And, um, you know, if you could, you know, maybe just <clears throat> talk a little bit about um, a few things that you learned from Trev during, you know, during your years working with him and, and spending time. Man, I, you know, Trev came. It was perfect timing. All the all the special people in my life, from you know, to Coach Kubiak to Peyton Manning, is it's just perfect timing. You know, all of these people to my son, it was just perfect timing in my life, and it changed my life. And um, after the 2019 season, you know, I had eight, I had eight and a half sacks, and you know, I was just, I just wanted, yeah, you know, I wanted more, and I always, you know, saw um, the way uh, Russ, you know, dealt with situations and. You know, I always uh, heard him talk about being neutral. Then I, I saw his page. It was it was Trev. Mo- they were dropping a book together. I started to look at Trev. It was during the lockout. Um, reached out to Trev. And, and Trev initially said, you know, he was full. He said he wasn't working with anybody. Um, he said he, he had already had his hands full. He started to do a little bit more research about me. And he said he's going to take one more guy on. And, you know, I, I, it was a blessing that he did that. Um, he really helped me. One of the very first things that we talked about, is identifying what's necessary and eliminating distractions. And like to, to really like do that. And he really changed my perception. And sometimes it's all you need. You don't need to work harder or you need to watch more film. It's just, you know, your perception on certain things. And he really helped me uh, really get a grasp on my perception and my purpose and my intent. And, um, and Trev just helped me with, with a lot of those things, man. And I, I overcame injury. I, I was out for the season in 2020, right when I started working with Trev. You know, that season, I was injured right before the season started. I think, you know, um, the timing of working with Trev and, and the things that we talked about, it prepared me for this this dark period of my football career. Um, I got through that, um, started working and coming back, um, started trying to, to create this, uh, this, 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 trying to resurface back into my profession. 
Um, I, I'm working my way back. I, you know, we come back uh, working with Trevor. You know, we play uh, in the Giants game. It was like it was like welcome back to the league. And right after that game, Trev had had passed away, and it kind of it kind of put me in like a, re- a reflective state. And I thought about all the things that he said and all the things that um, you know that I wanted to do to like you know to 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 really to pay my respects to him and everything that he did for me. You know, you fast forward to the mid season, I get traded to the Los Angeles Rams, a new spot. Um, all the things that Trev talked to me about, and this is two years before I meet, you know, I meet, I meet Aaron Donald. I'm watching Aaron Donald. He's breaking his back for all of these guys. And some of the things that Trev told me, I told Aaron and it, it, it was just so fascinating to see things that was said to me two years ago that I tell him and he just, he, he, he latches on to it and it's just like a wildfire. And, um, you know that that was probably the, the the one of the more gratifying things of this whole season is to take things that were te- that were said to me and pay it forward to a guy like Aaron Donald and see him just take his to just go to outer space with it. We we win a Super Bowl and now you just you circle back around to your purpose and your intent and, and your why. Why am I still doing this? And I have an opportunity to be the best that I possibly can be, and I want to take full advantage. Yeah, of it. I love that, man. Well, listen. You know, I think that uh, you don't have any idea, idea really how much you influenced Trevor, too. Trevor would always tell me these stories about how, you know, individuals like yourself would influence him. Right. And maybe th- have him think differently and maybe add something to, you know, his repertoire and all that stuff. So, I mean, yeah. so, I mean, it's, 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 it's a it really is a it really is a force multiplier effect. You know, uh, one helping one, one helping many. It's really good stuff. And it's just crazy. During that time you worked with Trev. Uh, that's what the time that he was going through, like his biggest battle. I, and I never, you know, never, no, I, I never knew about it. But you know, if you knew Trev, you knew that that was the way that that he, that he wanted it to be. And you know, there's just so many little things that Trev said is is uh, said to me as well. You know, just like little things like um, it takes what it takes. You know, it's simple, but it's just so self-explanatory. Like, bro, what does it take to win a Super Bowl? Bro, it takes what it takes. You got to do everything you possibly. Can. It just it's so simple. And I think we just create. Especially athletes, we make it so complex. And Travis has had this, this, uh, this special ability to make complex situations simple. Especially to to high performing athletes, and you know he had a, a huge impact on my life and my career. And you know I, I love Trev and his family and and R and RIP to Trev, man. Love you, dog. Yeah, man. Well, well, Von, I appreciate you. Dude. I'm going to close with just one question, lighten it up a little bit. Um, if you could go back to 2011, your name's been called. Right. And NFL draft, I think second pick overall. Right. Yep. Yep. You're coming off the stage. If you could tell young Vaughn, you know, a piece of advice. Right. On being an elite performer and mindset. What, w- what would you say to yourself in 2011? You know, I would tell him like, hey, um, you remember all those times you, you, you cried and you, and you prayed and you, you asked, to, you know, to win this game or to win this workout or to win this starting job or please show you the way to make it to the NFL. Don't forget that. You know, you don't forget that kid, you know, don't forget that. Um, it's going to be times, especially in the league where you, where you get tested. Don't forget, you know, how far you come. And I'm here to tell you, like, it's, it's, you're not even halfway there. And, um, I would, I would tell them to always keep your purpose and your intent, um, first and keep your why, keep your why above everything else. And always remember why you're doing what you're doing. I love that purpose and intent and keeping that first. I love it. Hey man, thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys, man. Think like a champion podcast, man. I appreciate you. Appreciate you, Harry, man. Thanks, guys. Good luck this year, man. But, but uh, you know, like if if we get if we if it's the Bills and the 
In Man, we're going to beat that ass. Broncos. <laughs> 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 well, well, listen, dude, we wish you all the luck, man. Wish you all the luck. Stay healthy. Um, you know, just have a great year. Appreciate y'all, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Think Like a Champion podcast with our guest, Vaughn Miller. I hope we left you with some great advice that'll help you master your emotions the next time you're facing a high pressure situation. And remember, you don't have to be sick to get better.